0: now recording hi welcome everybody this is the game club podcast where we are just some friends who play a video game and then we talk about it uh my name is zoe i'm over here on the east coast enjoying a lovely rainy day and then uh over on the central coast we've got adam
1: wait sorry hold on did you say the central coast
0: I Well, central time zone, <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, what, what I, I am call, kind of like- on a
1: coast because, like, there's water, you know, not that far away from me. But the central coast isn't...
0: Uh, Hmm. I call it the Central Coast. Ah, uh, right. Chicago, yep. the this coastal
1: city. Large Midwestern city, I'm not Chicago. I mean, large <laughs> Midwestern city. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You're right. Instant Detroit, Chicago, Chicago city here. somewhere. Madison, yeah. um, St.
2: Louis. <laughs> St. Louis. Yeah, exactly. St. Louis, Obispo. <laughs> right? That's a kind of
1: anyway, joke. That's, that's me. perfect. On that. the Central Coast.
0: <laughs> and then over there on the West Coast, we've got Gabe and McCoy. What's up, guys?
2: I wish we got a rainy
1: day. Mm. It's pretty hot right now, to be honest for us, yeah. Is that that's pretty brutal? Hot from the fires that are all over your state, or is it hot from just normal hot? No,
2: it's, it's usually it's hot from, like, start, like, the thing that's going to start the fire. It's not that, like, the fire yet has brought. <clears throat> Excuse me. Wow. All right. Um <laughs> Let's. Hey, can we get the editor to edit that out? <laughs> oh, there's no hope of that. Yeah, you're right. Good point. Good point. Um, he's not even listening, is he? Anyways, yeah. No. Usually, it's just really hot, and then the fires start. Right. Like that's usually the pattern. Yeah. Golden hills and yeah, stuff. I do really not beautiful.
0: envy you guys at this time of year whatsoever.
2: It's okay. Coming
0: from somebody who dies when it goes over 75. Is
2: that like a hard limit?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like. Over my comfortable threshold, I am definitely a midwestern child because of that.
3: Yeah, it is currently uh, 89. Yeah.
0: Uh, yes. No, no thank you.
1: Yeah, at least there is some humidity here. I actually hit here. like
0: 70 today, and I was like, yes, this is my perfect weather. I am happy. I am content.
1: California heat really isn't that bad, though, because as they're saying it's pretty dry, which makes no, it a lot easier to deal with.
0: Yeah, the problem with Michigan is its humidity, because it's just like, oh yeah, it's 80, but the humidity makes it feels like 110, and you're like, yeah, no, no thank you.
2: <laughs> yeah, why does it feel like another
1: temperature than it actually is? That's always like bothered me. It just sticks um, to you, man. It's because <sighs> the way humans cool themselves is by evaporative cooling, and when there is more uh, humidity in the air, that is less effective, because it's harder to... Um, for the the sweat and whatever you're using to evaporatively cool to actually get into the air so if it's like 100% humidity you basically aren't getting any benefit from that evaporative cooling Uh, so like if you aren't able to sweat then you'll just eventually overheat which is why humidity makes it so much harder to cool yourself
0: Hmm. feels like a literal greenhouse enveloping Mm. your body it's no fun
2: that's too bad
3: yeah. (laughs) yeah That's why I miss Oregon because it was always a dry heat. Mm-hmm. So it was like hot, but there was always a wind, and it was always just dry heat, and no humidity. I mean, I feel like that's kind of here, right? It can be
2: hmm. sometimes. Hmm. Well, very nice, you guys.
1: Such <laughs> geographical, uh, I don't know, humor.
0: Yeah. Right. Now we'll that we've
1: exchanged pleasantries in public, um, let's start fighting each other. How's that sound? <laughs> oh, oh, is this going to be a battle today? I I'm you know. guessing I it is, but we'll find out. I have a feeling it is
0: going to be.
1: Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, because right. I'm popping mad.
0: <laughs> yeah, I got it. Okay, so for reference, hi, everyone. <laughs> this is the second week we're playing Bioshock Infinite, and we played from the Finkton docks all the way to Emporia. And let me just say, I think it was Wednesday morning. I think Adam texted me when I had already gone to bed the night before Which, you know, when Adam plays a game ahead of time, like, you know, it's a good game, by the way. So props to you, Adam. Appreciate you playing games like way before the day before.
1: Don't put those words Uh, in my mouth.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's a lot (laughs) of
1: something.
0: (laughs) Also, that's like a total
1: backhanded compliment. That's
2: like, that's like one of those backhanded compliments like, God, you're so beautiful on every day but today or something, you know, just like some weird like, it's like, wow, like, good job for playing early. But then like. Insinuate that you never play her you yeah, know? so it's like,
3: like, wow, I wish I had the confidence to wear
2: anything. Right. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, like you, you look so good that you can almost pull that off. You yeah, look like, so like, <laughs> <just> something <laughs> horrible like that, and you're like, wow, dude, what is wrong with you? Anyways,
0: I don't know whether to say thank you or just to groan or I, I don't know.
2: Typically, it's but. to leave. That's usually the move. Is you're just like, man, what the fuck is this person? And you just leave. <laughs> I should go. I
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is when Adam just leaves the Discord room. No, yeah. but, um, <laughs> but no, so Adam texted me and I got it the next morning and all it was was, you know, I'm really happy that we're playing your favorite game and everything, but you better be prepared for next week because in all caps... I am hopping mad. And I was oh, like, shit. Oh shit.
1: I'm ready to fight. Yeah. Oh, oh, let's do it. So
0: I want to hold a picture like, you know, Gabe McCoy, like the three of us are sitting in a saloon right now. And Adam comes in, swings, the doors open, guns blazing. And he's like, come on, motherfuckers. Let's go. Kool-Aid man let's into the
1: building and just,
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, here we go. Your opinions yeah. are all inferior and I'm going to show you why. Bye. Yeah. I'm ready for it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or we Sweet. can say Big Daddy our way into the bar. Oh, yeah. as more relevant. Nice. Whatever. Wow. What a great <laughs> reference. Try to do wait a great to get segue. That. <laughs> <laughs> oh. but, Yeah. So when we last left, uh, our lovely duo, Booker and Elizabeth, um, Booker essentially lied to Elizabeth, saying that he was going to bring her to Paris. She hit him over the head with a wrench, and next thing we knew, our little airship was being taken over by the uh, up-and-coming revolutionary forces of the lower working class, the Vox Populi, and we are on a mission to get some guns to get our airship back, but we're also trying to chase our girl down after lying to her. Because she's not very happy that we did that. Which lands us in the uh, Finkton Finkton area of Columbia, which is essentially just the place where most of industry works within Columbia. Very, very uh, eye-opening and concerning place, in my opinion, don't you think?
1: (laughs) It's kind of strange because like the rest of the whole place is like an ethno state and Finkton doesn't technically have slaves. Like it, it uh, uh, what's his name, Jebediah Fink or something like that? Um, yeah, Jeremiah. Jeremiah, excuse me. Um, Jeremiah Fink like apparently pays his workers, but, you know, not all that well at all. And um, so he's basically like the robber baron of the, the early 1900s. Um, and it really plays into that, you know, he, he makes a comment about, uh, company credits and, you know, why that's quote unquote good. Um, and you know, people have to like bid for jobs and there's no job security at all. And you eventually make your way into like the slums and it's not great down there. Um, so yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, doesn't he get, there's a earlier voxophone that you can come across, um, like, doesn't he get his workers from like, um, like, doesn't he say something about how he's got a guy down in Georgia who can supply like supply him with as many like African American convicts as possible to do like the dirty work of Columbia? Because it's much like Rapture, you know. There was this whole argument of yeah we can have a utopia but somebody's gotta clean the toilets. And that's kind of also a problem that they assess in Colombia of, you know, I, I think the exact words are like, you know, these people coming to Colombia, they expect cherubs for every chore, but you and I both know like that's not how this is gonna go. So I'm gonna supply you with these convicts. And I don't know if that also bleeds into like the think industry workers as well, or if that's just the those in the service industry that aren't in Fink finkton you know the ones that are around actual columbia um not quite sure about that but yeah yeah, it's very interesting
1: they don't really get into like the world building i i kind of want to say is shoddy in a lot of ways like there's one small line where uh it's like you go into finks police station and there's notes on the wall saying it's like hmm maybe fitzroy who's the leader of the vox populi maybe fitzroy has an underground base and it's like fucking what we're in the sky Like, what? did did you guys not notice that? Like, there's a limited amount of space to search. Like, what the fuck is happening? What do you mean underground? Under the
3: sky ground? Come on.
1: (laughs) Yeah, right. Like, presumably the internals of these giant zeppelins, like, are places you can just go and, like, search. It's very confusing as to how an underground base would work. Yeah. Hmm. I didn't think about that. I mean, I
2: guess it's like, just somehow into. I guess there's like ground, right? Like right. that like they have to be standing on. So I guess maybe just like they just go under the floorboards yeah. or something. Right.
1: Like I know it's not a literal underground, and I, I'm sure they weren't using it in that case, in that way either. Like I'm not implying that, but there isn't a whole lot of space to search. It isn't like the jungles of Vietnam or something like that, where there's just that they, they can be anywhere, right? Um, mm-hmm. or, or you can you can hide anywhere, right? There is there is a very limited amount of space in Colombia, or at least one would expect there to be but apparently you can just hide an entire revolution in like the nooks and crannies and maintenance shafts of this strange floating city that like the scale is really weird because sometimes you've got like individual shops floating around In the intro they kind of made it seem like each building or or small grouping of buildings with its own little zeppelin and then you get to finkton and it's like this enormous towering Skyscraper, like modern skyscraper-sized buildings, floating up there, despite the fact that we didn't know how to do that back in—I don't—I don't think we knew how to do that in 1912. Maybe I'm misremembering my history of architecture.
2: I mean, we certainly didn't know plasmids or right. flying it's, cities of this scale. There or, is certainly an element of fantasy in here. But
3: so, did you do the? um To touch on that uh, earlier point about, like, the hidden bases and whatnot, did you guys do, like, the, uh, like, the ciphers?
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep.
3: Yeah, because it is, I mean, it seems like, yeah, they have, like, hidden rooms, essentially, that the Vox Populi work out of. And that's, like, kind of the best they can do, which I guess is kind of, like, the, the hidden underground and, like, the reason why I guess it's hard to. For the the police to deal with the Vox Populi as a whole.
0: And it also kind of seems like they kind of left Shantytown to fend for itself in a way. I could see, I could plausibly see a revolution brewing within Shantytown, like, you know, within those kind of slum areas. I mean, it's kind of complete, uh, like, complete disarray down there of, you know, people, uh, breaking equipment just to get a few coins out of it um you know people people are desperate down there so i mean i guess that's a plausible way that you know the vox populi movement could potentially form
1: yeah and with any kind of guerrilla movement people don't like get it tattooed on their forehead and walk around all day like that (laughs) You know, they there's yeah. a voxophone about a police officer who goes down to the bar in shantytown and, like, you know, drinks with those Vox people because when they're not doing Vox things, they're perfectly fine folk.
2: And I'll take yeah. their money, sure. like that's like that's one of his great <laughs> lines from that. He's just like, I'm paid to do this and I'll take their money but those are some fine folks down there oh shit I left my key over there by the way it's exactly (laughs) at these coordinates if you could just unlock this chest over here anyways um.
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh I absolutely love people using box phones as their like password book like yeah i'm gonna leave this voxophone over here on this desk out in the open and meanwhile i'm gonna say oh man i left my keys in here the code is yeah. yeah. hey, <laughs> 1546
1: exactly like, <laughs> how convenient i'm fun. glad you leave this around just for fun i guess
2: <laughs> yeah oh my yeah. god i just want to do one quick anecdote in the town. i know we're like probably gonna circle back to it but just one funny concept is just like I don't know if this guy's happened having you, but I actually think this happened to me both times, like the time I originally played it and this time, but you just like get on such a cycle of just like looting everything and caring not like if I had one of those turbo keys that just presses E, the take key, like a hundred thousand <laughs> times a second. And I just walked around like that would probably be a better way to play this game. But I, I did that in the <laughs> shanty town and instantly like there's like, you know, one of those, uh, shield health, like mana things. I walk mm-hmm. over them. like, oh, I'll take that. It's just sitting on the desk. And they're like, Oh, how could you take that? And I'm like, well, because I've taken everything. That's why. That's how I thought I could do that. I took everything.
1: (laughs) So that didn't happen to me specifically. Instead, what happened to me, so like that particular setup, there's like kind of this group of uh, Irishmen who've got like a bunch of nice food on a table and and, and the the vigor bottle or whatever. Um, And they're like guarding it and they've got guns. It's, you know, kind of like a gang that has been taking things, I guess. Um, I didn't notice them at first because there's this, empty pointless room out of corrugated metal, like not too far away. Um, and like I walked into there first and I'm just looking around, like, I wonder if there's anything in this pile of dirt in the corner. And this apparently counts as their turf. And I couldn't hear them saying things cause I'm just bumming around out there. And then I like get out and like, well, that was pointless. And there are these guys shooting at me and I'm like, yes, excuse me. Like every single time in like this segment, there's like five or six sections where it's like Excuse me, sir, but this is trespassing. I'd like you to leave. You better go off now. No, I'm for serious this time. And then they attack you every time I trespass by accident. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, Some of their triggers think, are really uh, weird. Like,
2: do, do you for, remember? Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
0: Oh, I was just going to say I, the same thing happened to me, Adam, except like I picked up, I think, the only food you can find in there besides the one that those guys are guarding. They're all rotten. And so I think I picked up a rotten banana. And then suddenly I hear this thief and bastard like out of nowhere and I'm like oh shit rotten banana (laughs) no but yeah definitely went on his turf for that rotten banana but what happened to me uh, actually
3: is I walked up and the guy said hey you're trespassing like you best not do anything I was like okay so I just stood there and the guy was like that's it you're dead punk (laughs) okay
2: (laughs) okay And then, like, if if this didn't happen to you, if you walk 20 feet down to that uh, cash machine or that, like, you know, dollar bill store or whatever that's broken. Yeah, so then I, like, sat there and I was like, ah, a silver coin, which I will pick up. Because these guys are all picking it up, dude. Like, let's do it. And then I pick it up and then, like, some guy's just like, hey, what the fuck, man? And I'm just like, (laughs) listen, listen, you guys, I'm armed to the fucking gills, okay? Oh, yeah. Like, don't
3: fucking front with me right now. I absolutely not intentionally killed all of the shanty town because, like, Cool, because they, yeah, they're beating the machine and there's just like piles of money there. I'm like, oh, they must be after the internals or something. Yeah, not the money. Yeah, there's all this money sitting there. Yeah, someone's like, cool, I'll just take this. And they're like, what the fuck?
2: <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, bro, like, how did you let that sit there? Like, do you guys have a gentleman's agreement? You want to like, divvy it up after yeah, you destroyed the like, machine? Well,
3: I guess everyone has
2: to die now. <laughs> yeah, it's just like one of those, like, uh, you know, like when you're role playing, you know, you're trying to be a nice guy and then all of a sudden these like entire like town turn on you and you're like, well, I guess I'm just going to use
1: my RPG. Like, <laughs>
3: <laughs> like, yeah, you try that's to play. What with,
1: That's what happened with those. Uh, uh, the Irishmen. I was like, well, shucks. I guess I got my RPG equipped and like I killed like five other people <laughs> by accident. It's like shouldn't have been standing there. I guess. <laughs> no, <seriously>. Sorry. <laughs> Maybe you
3: shouldn't yeah, have been in pouring way, the shanty town. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, rough.
0: Like in a way, I kind of wish that there, like, I, I wish there was another way the game could have approached the shanty town. Area Because I feel like the game kind of conflicts itself when you enter that area. Um, And in a way, like, it's the game is supposed to, you know, you play as Booker DeWitt, who is this sinful man who's done horrible things from Wounded Knee. And then he was also a part of the Pinkertons, which are, you know, a group of people that would whip workers into shape when they were trying to unionize. So, like, he's not a good guy. And then you're walking around with Elizabeth, who's, like, you know, always talking about, oh, these these poor folks. Like, she's the sympathetic one. And, like, in a way, I kind of wish there was more choice that you could proceed throughout the Shantytown area without having to murder people. Like, they put a collectible item, the infusion, in an area which you cannot get out of without conflict like there is no possible way you can ever get that infusion and if you're going for achievements like you need to get that infusion in order to get you know 100 percent clearance on that and so like in a way I almost wish there was like a bartering system where it's just like okay like either like I don't know like pay either either fight the guy or pay like 1000 gold or, one, or one thousand collect food eagles.
2: for them. Or just, like, some sort of side quest that could allow you to ally with them or something, you know? It, it feels like they right. could have taken the choice from Bioshock. And, and especially this era of games had a lot of, like, people were starting to add choice in there. Like, this would have been a great mm-hmm. example where it's like, you can ally yourselves with these people by helping them out in some way. Uh But no. I mean, and, they're pretty
0: right. one-dimensional.
1: Like, Considered you- they're Irish people, right? Like, which in this... Particular in like this vignette, I guess, this era, um, are, you know, they're pretty much considered about like black people were back then. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe like a little above them in those weird racial hierarchy pyramids that they would draw, but like they're an underclass and you are a white man who comes in and murders them and takes their thing. Um, like what the fuck? And like the game encourages this explicitly. The game is like, yeah, this is what you should do. Murder them. Yeah, I yeah. found a weird
3: interaction where, like, in that, that bar down there. Like, I had a similar case where I walked in. I just go into auto-loot mode, yeah, grabbing whatever I can get my hands on. Yeah. And I, like, grab a bottle of, like, Ad- or Eve or booze whatever it was salt salt yeah Yeah. something
2: yeah
1: bad salts for yeah (laughs) face eating rampage exactly
2: dude he's actually on land the whole time he's just tripping (laughs) motherfucking balls (laughs)
3: but yeah so i grabbed that and the whole bar aggro's me Mm. and i kill them all and then i walk downstairs or into like that back room kind of downstairs ish and then play the guitar and then like you know elizabeth starts singing and the, the kid comes out from under the stairs, and she, like, feeds him an orange. And it's like, oh, you're the, like, you're doing good. And I'm like, I literally just murdered a, a bar full of people because they got mad at me for taking something. Yeah.
0: Oh, and no, it was his parents up there. We yeah. just murdered his whole family. Yeah, I'm
3: just like, kid, did you not just hear what what the fuck happened? And you're like, don't worry. Sorry.
2: Elizabeth isn't bothered yet, but she'll cut her hair off later. <laughs> like, you
1: know what I mean? Like, And she'll, she'll give you an eventually. orange that belongs to you. Like, yeah, and she'll pick like, up hey. your orange and then force you to eat it right the fuck now. <laughs> <laughs> do it <And then> <laughs> or this man will kill you. Can get you. Used
2: to killing so many people. Yeah, I know. It's 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 just like they're they they do not I think they don't do the proper work to establish like a this is the NPCs stuff. This is your stuff. They do a little bit in the beginning with cash registers uh, before you started like or not before you started. But it's like it's like very early on. And then they kind of get into this, like, mindless slog of, like, just kill everything in front of you and take everything you can and use the e key that you fucking hacked into your computer from, a, like, a third-party program. And then hmm. you sort of, like, they kind of slow it down for a little bit. And it's, like, even though, you know, we're forcing ourselves to space this out over the weeks, I don't think my mind was prepared to actually slow down in those points because it had been so much, like, slogged through just killing everything and taking everything and no consequences and no punishment and no problem. Just do it all. They're all bad red, uh, you know, icon people just kill them all. So then I was like, well, I just need to take some more stuff, you know, so I can get better at that whole action thing. And all of a sudden it's like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? You're so evil. I'm like, whoa, whoa, okay, hold on. I'm definitely evil, but like, this is evil. Yes, but that was evil too. And you're not bothered about me just killing hundreds and hundreds of people. Like, I don't know that they all necessarily are evil people. What if those other people do not just want jobs? I don't know. It's just, it's just like they suddenly hit you with the ethics, you know? Now it's a problem. And you're like, I didn't even want to, like, could I talk to these people? I'm sorry. I'll pay them. I didn't mean to steal their fucking rotten banana or some shit. I, I, my mistake, like, how do I make this right? Ugh. Ugh. Just rub me so wrong because you just end up being a murderer in the, in the slums. Like, ugh. Jeez. Yeah. yeah.
0: There's no de-escalation tool. Which, yeah. And, like, I feel like the game tries to make up for it in a ways if you notice it. But, obviously, hearing from you guys, that wasn't the case. But, you know, there's the people kicking the downed uh, um, armaments machine, and there's coins on the ground. But not far away, there's, like, a tear of food that you can open up, and the people will run over to the food and, like, leave the coins for you to pick up. Yeah, which, by the way, um, they just
2: as easily could have started attacking you for stealing their coins after you fed them, too. But I remember opening right. that up over a <laughs> sea of carcasses and just being like, sorry, <laughs> I hope someone finds this right. and just leaving. But
0: like, in a way, it's it's weird. Like, if you're like I said, if you're going to establish this dynamic of like Booker, Booker is this like d- doesn't give no shits kind of guy who will kill anybody and like everybody is seen as, like, I guess, equal and standard, like, as an equal standard in his eyes and then have a sympathetic character like Elizabeth who should be able to open tears on her own. Like, I find it weird that in that segment you need to order Elizabeth to open a tear for food. Like, I feel like almost in that section, like, Elizabeth just should have done it on her own, her mm. being the sympathetic character. Because it is certainly awkward when you, like, murder everybody... But then you come across those people and you're like, these people I'll feed. Yes. (laughs) Like, Elizabeth, go. You're like, you just like.
1: Go ahead. (laughs) I I feel like Booker is, like, he is kind of a sympathetic character. or I think that's what they were trying to position him as. Like, oh, he's kind of an anti-hero kind of guy, you know. He'll do what he needs to do. He's a guy in a hard position. um, And, like, he's not necessarily portrayed as. Violent, like when you're killing Slatesmen, you're like, "I don't want to do this. Just let me go, or whatever, and give me the thing that I need." Um, but you know.
0: By the way, I love this New York accent you put on Booker whenever you're <laughs> talking just, about it. I him. just spin
1: the spin the <laughs> accent roulette and pick.
0: <laughs> um, they do that
3: in this game a little too, actually. By the way, <laughs> it's like something East Coast-ish,
1: whatever. Yeah, yeah, it, like Booker doesn't. Uh, He's supposed to kind of be a sympathetic character, but then there's this ludonarrative dissonance where it's like the gameplay involves you murdering like 800 people, some of whom are just bystanders. Like the only thing you can't do is rocket launch your children. And like (laughs) that's not (laughs) really like a high standard, you know? (laughs) Yeah. But
2: it's like if you think about like games, I think approximately in this era, like, uh, you know, Fallout. Or Oblivion and Skyrim and those sorts of things, and it's like these games, like they have plenty of flaws, sure, but they at least like establish like some feeling of like ethics internally. Like you sit there and go, I might steal this person's stuff, but I know I'm stealing like their stuff. I know, first of all, I know that I'm doing it. I know I could get caught. I know how I'll get caught, and I know that I can't sell it, for instance, in certain places. I have to go to a particular like. There's like a whole like ecosystem around this concept of being bad or good, and so you can decide how you want to navigate that like in Fallout I'm sitting there and I'm like okay I will help you you know I will help essentially anyone who's trying to survive in this wasteland I will help them but what I might do on the way out steal some ammo for my troubles I spent that helping you this is a fair trade as far as I'm concerned but like I can sort of navigate that and at no point does it just go hey where wire and out of control it's like done the work to establish actually like how you can navigate that world whereas this is just it there's there's like none of that they just sort of spring it on you halfway and they're like oh well Never mind ethics. You care, right?
3: Yeah. I just feel like the introduction of civilians in this game is, like, a little half-baked. It's, like, cool because it adds, like, you know, like, flavor and depth to the world. But it's also, like, a little janky in that, like, they can just, like, randomly attack you. And also cases of them, like, you know, there's, like, there and then, like, some shit breaks down and they're just, like, all gone. Like, in the shanty town, like, when I accidentally picked those fights. And then there was a weird mix of some NPCs like just disappearing and others still just like sitting there doing their thing. Like their scripted animation of like lying there or just like sitting there like out of their mind. And it's like, okay. And then going into the, the bar and then coming out and then all the civilians, except for the ones that I accidentally killed, were all back there just doing their
2: thing. And you're just like, what is happening? Yeah, like- it's like, this is a little weird. Yeah. It's very weird. Just like, you, I don't know, all games are trying to sort of, like, connect to the ethics part of your human brain and human experience. Like, they're just trying to create something realistic enough that you start to believe it, and I I just don't think it's even close in this game. I don't think they do the work to, to get any of that. They just, they're very one-dimensional thing. Like, yeah. they're they're just... Like one-dimensional scripts that run and they do their thing, and you're like, yeah. They also all look the same. They look this mostly look the same, and you're like, okay. And they don't seem to be really, you know what I mean? It's like they they say like, ah, here's my story, and it's like one line that
1: they get. Yeah, you'll walk up, they'll say their one sentence, and then just stare at you, and you're like, cool.
2: (laughs) Yeah, like okay, dude.
1: (laughs) That, that hit me right off the beginning, like, when you're walking around on that intro thing before you even get guns, which is apparently what this game is actually all about. Um, and, like, you're walking past two people, and they're sitting around, and it's like, oh, you've heard about the Vox Populi, right? And one of them, the other ones like, Vox Populi, what's that mean? And they're just like, oh, it's Latin for... And then the other person goes, it's like, they say something like, oh, I don't actually care. And, like, so they don't... First off, they don't actually explain what the Vox Populi is to people who don't know Latin. They, like, tell you that it means something and then don't. And then after they, they're done saying that, they like just immediately like both mechanically turn towards you in sync and they just stare at you <laughs> yeah. and I'm like as we both uh, yes. know <laughs> <laughs> well if they just say as we both know and then they don't finish the sentence and they hilarious. stare at you until you leave it's so
2: weird yeah it's very weird <laughs> yeah the animations in this game are let's put it this way animations have come a long way since this game and you notice that right oh, yeah. but I still think there are games to this day that you see cutscenes from and you're like ooh ouch that sucks like have you seen any of like Anthem's cutscenes they're brutal in fact I think McCoy, okay, the whole game is brutal I know maybe that's fair but what I'm trying to say is that like at least the parts where they try to do the story where they try to like hit you out with a quest like it's just it's it's awful it's really heartbreaking it's so bad and we like we, we sit in all these other games that have really good like good uh, facial capture and all this other stuff so we're so spoiled with some of these story yeah. games that like do a really good job at that and can actually pull you in um, but these other games that, that didn't specialize in that, that didn't necessarily have a team that was already, like, really good at doing that already and didn't have the budget or whatever, or it wasn't as in vogue at the time. Like, these games really suffer.
3: Yeah, I'm trying to think if there was any games from that time, of, like 2013, where they
2: had, like, pretty good facial capture. What about Heavy Rain or that other, um... Probably. What was
0: uh, the- nope, nope. But they were not.
2: trying, right? Okay, what about that other one? The, um... LA Noir. When was that yeah,
1: LA Noir? Yeah. LA Noir was released oh 2011. See, so, yeah. <laughs> no. no, but no but, but the point is that but like Rockstar like
3: built their own like Totally. Yes. T- like right. technology basically to do that whereas BioShock is like hey we tried. This is a classic <laughs> example Here's of like Elizabeth who has uncomfortable and like poorly socially timed facial animation. <laughs> yeah, plus like add on top of that
2: like the 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 emotion they tried to like give Elizabeth is like so erratic and so like I just kept sitting there and being like I really wish you would read about like meditation or stoicism or something up in that tower because you're completely run by these emotions that are like up and down and up and down and I know your life's totally crazy but like like dude like <laughs> I gotta say <laughs> like, though
3: I don't know if it's like a glitch or something but I often she'll just have like a furrowed brown like an upset face and I'm like well that does kind of fit for my playthrough of like just murdering
2: a ton of people whether on purpose or accident (laughs) can you imagine the code for that it's like if murder 300 people then frown
1: (laughs) (laughs) 299 is cool 300 oh you crossed a line, Booker. (laughs) booker
2: and it's like should we still run the dialogue about how like you're conflicted about whether you like Booker or not yeah definitely run that like
3: (laughs) that's our only dialogue run it (sighs)
2: so wait i'm curious adam what is it that you want to tear about this game specifically? Is it this stuff we're talking about, or is there something else? Like, what's the what's the crux of this text? Like, what's behind your mind when you're sending that?
1: So, okay, yeah, let's get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, the whole setup with Finkton, right, is that you're sent there to get a gunsmith uh, to help out the Vox Populi, and Booker goes along because he's a man for hire and has to do this for reasons. Um, and you go through all of this and you see the Vox Pop like you do the dimension switching thing and now the Vox Populi are like winning or whatever. Uh and and Booker is apparently like a martyr for their cause in that universe. Uh and so there's that scene where you're in the elevator and you're you're going up after the the Vox Populi has like taken uh, Finkton or uh, taken um, uh, the shanty town, and uh, Elizabeth's like, "Wow, looks like uh, Fitzroy is doing like a lot of good in the world. Like, isn't this exciting? Don't you? Aren't you proud to be part of this?" And Booker's like, "This world needs a different class of hero. Only difference between Comstock and Fitzroy is how you spell the name." <laughs> and it's like, "Okay, first off, hold on. What the fuck? Like, Gar, no, is this is you? seriously <laughs> problematic." Um, first off Booker what the fuck second off Writers what the f- double fuck because like okay Comstock is a slaver a white nationalist and someone who endorses Fink and his exploitative labor practices and all the nonsense he gets into uh, Comstock uses extreme violence and is, has a super heavily armed police force that will literally burn people to death um, and uses propaganda to keep dissenting voices silent or dead and Fink isn't really any better either like Fink and Comstock their whole interaction is weird but that's not really part of this rant Um, So like you're dealing with an ethnostate fascist and then you have basically Antifa, right? Like Fitzroy is her whole platform is anti Comstock and anti what Comstock stands for. She doesn't appear to be in it for the power at all. Like, particularly at that point in the elevator where they didn't force her to threaten infanticide for effectively no reason. That was a weird bit.
2: Right. Would it be fair Um, to say that, like, they haven't at that by that elevator point established yet? It's like cart before the horse a little in terms of like, okay, you've seen some things and you're not sure exactly what's going on. And now we're just going to jump to the
1: conclusion that they're equal. Is that like really what bothers you about it? it's partly that and it's also partly that this is like real actual rhetoric like that you that you see happening this whole equivalence between fascists and anti-fascists which is not at all relevant and particularly weird because this game is set in 1912 when passive resistance hasn't been invented yet like Mm. gandhi created that like a minimum of 20 years later So like violent revolution was the, what was the thing. So like if you're coming at it from like, Oh, violence is bad no matter who's doing it. That's fucking bullshit in 1912, buddy. Like, are you in 1912 or are you in 2013? Like pick. Um, and like it's happening today, right? Like, President Trump was like, oh, there's good people and bad people on both sides of the Charlottesville rally. And I am not going to take a stance on which one is bad. And it's like, OK, look, even if you disagree with people's means, the ends matter. The ends fucking matter. Like Comstock is a fascist and an eth- like he runs an ethno state. Like he's murdering these people because he fucking feels like it and can benefit off of their corpses. And Fitz- Fitzroy is like, you know... Not that. You can't make an equivalence between them. And not only does Booker make that, and you could claim that Booker, as a flawed protagonist or whatever, isn't like necessarily the voice of the writers, but like no one calls him on it. Like Elizabeth's like, oh yeah, good point. And like they lean into it when she threatens infanticide, uh, Fitzroy, not Elizabeth. That'd be a little strange. Um, and like they just kind of leave it there. I was concerned in the last episode that they weren't going to get into, like, the race stuff and that they were just using it as shock value, and, like, that's borne out and worse by now, like, and it seems like we're done with that. I guess I don't know for sure, but it kind of seems like that all got wrapped up with a bow when you killed Fitzroy. Like, so basically, I'm real fucking mad that they've made this equivalence between fascists (laughs) and anti-fascists, and that's really bad rhetoric that hurts us today.
0: He, okay. Now I will mention, like, so, because I'm I'm in agreement with with Adam here. I think at least at the very least that line Booker says of how Fitzroy and Comstock are like one and the same. I think that's a very stupid line that the writers wrote. I heavily disagree with that sentiment. Um, but agree with what Adam was saying about that. I will mention that this sudden turn of events from the Vox Populi being a good force to a bad force in terms of Booker's involvement in it, it is explained in the Burial at Sea DLC. Now, Hmm. that said, I think we need to just analyze this from a single game standpoint. Like, I don't think we should, like, depend on... Having the DLC have to explain this for us.
1: Does J.K. Rowling um, have any tweets on the matter? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. By the way, Fitzroy was bisexual.
3: Wow. guys <laughs> <I'm the> reader <laughs> was gay all along. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my <laughs>
2: God, I've seen that one. Like, on
0: yeah. So, like, I will say, like, for the listeners out there who are aware of everything, like. Yes, I am aware of like how this is explained in like the DLC, but I do think it is important to analyze this as a standalone piece. As you probably, with a majority of the players playing the main game and not venturing into the DLC, like I think something like this is important to analyze on a standalone um, basis. That's just a yeah. little caveat oh, I want to put. That seems
2: super fair, like especially because. It, you know, chronologically, if you release a game, right, and the DLC comes later, like, definitely a lot of people are just going to play the game. But also, like, from what it sounds like, if they did a lot of explaining of this, maybe they thought, okay, we should probably explain that. You know, like, after the fact, like, oh, that came off a little hard, didn't it? Uh, why don't we put some time into, like, fleshing that out a little bit? Because It is definitely abrupt. Yeah, well, that that's my problem. It's just that it's a really, really fast switch that they don't really earn. Like, it. it but, look, I, I'm actually, like, I don't know, not super strongly, but I'm somewhat in in disagreement with both of you in the sense that, like, I, I think you're sort of mistaking the sledgehammer for, like, more than that. Like, we've already seen that this game is really bad with being subtle about its themes, and I think it's trying to go for a classic story, which is, you know, power is devastating and then power corrupts absolutely when the revolution happens. Like, they're trying to, you know, it's that phrase, power corrupts and then... Uh, absolutely I fucking I don't know. I should look that up. But the point is, it's like that narrative that they're trying to play. And I don't think they're like, I don't think it's wrong to play that narrative. Like I I, I think I it just, is in this particular case. Yeah, see, I I completely don't like no no. For me at That's least. That's why I was coming into this ready for a fight. Right, totally. <laughs> and I like am not as ready for you, but I'm down to fight. Um but the point is, it's just it's um that story is outside of race and it's outside of color it's a human story and i think when you say something on the lines of well it's not okay because there's race involved that to me is adding race and confusing things where i think it's a human story i think it's actually an interesting story even to say the people that we can all agree are being completely treated terribly like we can all agree like no one was sitting there going like wow i fucking love this ethnostate Not, not on this podcast at least but even like us all in agreement, I think it is still interesting in concept. I'm not necessarily saying an execution, unfortunately. I think, again, sledgehammer. But it is interesting in concept to say even the people that you can 100% agree on were wrong and uh, were wronged and in the right to get out of their position. Even they fell victim to the classic example of power corrupts. Absolutely.
3: But My the issue is, is, is that... Yeah, I was going to say
2: my issue with it is I understand when you're coming
3: from McCoy and I understand all sides that are coming at this. Um, and I agree with Adam and Zoe in that with their idea, I think it, for me, it comes down to a point of just how just abrupt it is. Yeah. It's like the struggle to gain the upper hand and topple like the, the hierarchy and then just immediate one eighty of like, yeah, like the whole thing of, you know, Booker is the the martyr for the cause. Yeah. And then you're you know, you go through the streets and there's that one um resistance fighter who's like, Oh my god, you're you're Booker. Like you're doing great things for our cause. And then you go up the tower, and then Fitzroy is just like, I have to kill you now. Yeah, and you're like, What the fuck? I saw you die, I have
2: to kill you. It's like what? He's like, You're from another dimension. You're like, well, Okay, you're what are you reading the script? <laughs> yeah. Like-
3: She's like, I have to kill you. You're like, uh and then yeah, you get to like that lobby room before you take the final elevator up, and yeah, just the the, the Vox guys in there are just all of a sudden like, all right, let's kill you. And you're like, uh, I'm the fucking I'm, or I'm, some the, shit. Guy. Yeah, I'm the guy. Yeah, the
2: guy. My face was on all those posters. Now yeah. you're trying to kill, like,
3: yeah, yeah, and just like no like sense of like disbelief or anything from them. They're just like, oh yeah, he's the guy, but Fitzroy says to kill him, so we'll kill him. So then this to me. Especially
0: in a world where there's all like in a game where the main theme is religious following, like, you know, Blind, uh, blind not, not blindly the blind, but just people blindly following something. like I think they could have done a cool weird twist of like disbelief of like martyr coming back from the dead and like this kind of conflict of like disbelief yet kind of realizing, oh shit, is there a God like maybe they could have done something off of that. and yeah, I'm in agreement with Gabe. like it makes no sense for people to be both like, in disbelief that you're alive, but then like 20 minutes later, be like, All right, flak cannon to the head, let's yeah. go.
1: Yeah, my god, right? And like the thing is, is, the writers control all of that, right? There was no, there's no like, they aren't uncovering a world. They're like, Okay, and now we make Fitzroy try to kill a child, and now we make the uh, Fitzroy's followers try to kill you because we need some combat, like. The writers had complete control over all of that, and they just super didn't need to do any of this. Like, you have to take away from this that the point they're making is that Fitzroy and Comstock are equivalent, yeah, which well, is so fucking bullshit. Well, but that's
2: like, what they're trying to do. They clearly don't succeed, and it may not even make sense. But, it's you again, it's the sledgehammer situation. It's the fact that they're— incapable of having nuance and it's shown and i in a sense almost feel bad for them for how much has been flubbed so far in terms of story execution so you just look at it and you're like okay yes i know you're trying to do that story the story of everyone here who gets to power is evil that's what you're trying to do now look it's dropped a hundred times along the way and now we're here but that doesn't strike to me as like i don't think you should have tried to do that like, I don't think but you should I think have it is. written that.
1: Because, so, like, regardless of how they told the story, which I agree with you is clumsy, like, the story they are trying to tell is bad. It is, like, dangerous
2: rhetoric. Okay, let's um, go into that a little bit. What do you mean by the story they're trying to tell is bad? I, I'm just curious. Just go into The story more. they're trying to tell is that every zone... Needs an end, boss.
1: Every song needs an end. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: well,
3: right.
1: Like, the, I think it was also partly like, oh, well, we gotta have like a act two betrayal. Gotta have that in here, mm-hmm. and like, eh, I guess this is writing one hundred and one. Right. Okay. So I it, do
0: have a theory but, okay. as to what the writers were trying to do, but I'll I'll let you guys hash this out.
1: So like, the thing is that whether I I guess whether or not they are trying to tell this story, the story that they do try to, to like get at or the themes that you seem to be coming away with uh like a like a not particularly nuanced reader will be coming away with is that you know fascism and anti-fascism are the same thing um and that the ends don't matter the means matter and like these are all really bad toxic things to be putting out particularly i mean the year was 2013 like we didn't get to 2016 without fascism being on the rise in 2013 like this kind of rhetoric allows that sort of thing to be it creates room for that but wait Um, hold on so what
2: you're saying that the ends matter and that the means don't matter as much or not
1: maybe all that way but you're saying that that's what i just heard you say right so sort of like the ends do matter. And I think people sometimes forget about that. They're like, oh, any kind of protest that is non or that is uh, violent, any sort of anything that isn't nonviolent protest is invalidated immediately, regardless of what they're trying to get and regardless right. of against uh, about who they're fighting. Right. Because right. you've got fascists who are killing people in the streets. You've got neo-Nazis running around doing that shit and like any attempt that is you know not peaceful protest not a sit in not following in Gandhi or Martin Luther King Jr's like prime example these things that are outdated techniques um like anything that isn't that is marked as invalid and it's like well no like maybe you can claim that you don't 100% agree with the means but you can say well the ends to a certain to a certain extent do justify the means Like, if violent revolution is the only way you can get somewhere, and that place is really important, well, get out the pitchforks.
2: Right. But, like, I think maybe they're not necessarily trying to say that revolution is bad. I think they're just trying to say that, like, you have to be careful with this cycle of, like, once you break out killing as a technique, like, that sort of is a dangerous uh, can of worms to open. And then, you know, listen, I mean, like, I'm not like who the fuck knows what they're trying to say. But I'm just trying to say that, like, yeah, it's like it's not that it's unwarranted. It's just that, like, you have to look at it for what it is, especially when it goes out of control. Like, there are plenty of justified killings. And then they're trying, I hope, or what I see, at least, is they're trying to get at. And these are unjustified killings. And now you're starting to see the killings go past the line. Go ahead.
0: So what I think, what I, I, I can see where that can be a way to interpret it, but I think the lack of evidence to show that Fitzroy is being effectively power hungry is very lacking. I think the game goes into a huge extent to show Comstock's influence with the propaganda and all of these kinetoscopes that are spreading the word of the prophet and just how much that influence can truly, um, can truly blind people. And like, I, if they were trying to go with the end goal of like power hungry people, like always leads to demise or just, you know, power is a dangerous thing, then I would have liked to see more of that on the Fitzroy side. When really the the progression of her quote unquote power hungriness goes from encouraging her followers to, you know, come, like, lead this revolution to pointing a gun at a kid's head yeah. and suddenly talking about, you know, killing and pulling up from the root. Like, perhaps if there was more progression to that point, but it's very night and day, that progression. And it, to me, felt like a way for the writers to kind of try to un- Uh, it it was a way for the writers to unsuccessfully back Booker and Elizabeth out of this whole revolution fight that might have charmed some people at the beginning of this game. Like I said, I have like a whole theory of what the writers were trying to do, and I just think their means for trying to get to that point I think they really flubbed it.
2: Yeah, I think we can probably all agree that they, whatever it is, they
3: really flubbed it. I just thought of something um, (laughs) that to get to this scenario of her betraying you, basically, um, you do go into an alternate timeline. Right. So I did just think maybe in a half step to go in the writer's direction and play devil's advocate for them, it could be a situation where you step into this other reality where they've been fighting for a lot longer mm-hmm. and maybe, you know,
0: which it's sensed in Booker's like yeah. dialogue. Right.
3: And yeah. it, yeah. So it could be this, like you stepped into this reality where they've been fighting for a long time. This whole struggle has been going on for maybe months or even years. Um And you just see the very end of it really. But on the other side, they don't really set up that context. Yeah. It's like, very quick. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, hey, it's we not- need to go here for the guns. Oh, let's just go into this other reality.
1: Oh, hey. Yeah. Oh, hey, it's bad. That's yeah. not text. Yeah, so actually- That's like an attempt sec- to give them as much charity as possible, which they do not deserve because this isn't text that they've written. That's like a hope that you have for what might be under this surface. Exactly. It's like that you don't step into this thing and it's mm-hmm.
3: like,
2: mm-hmm.
3: you know, alternate reality. Years have passed. And yeah.
2: go. So, yeah,
0: yeah. and the, so this actually, so this actually gave, gave, brought up exactly what I was going to bring up with the writer's intentionality, because I think the whole point of this section of the game we've played is to introduce the player to the player this concept of alternate realities, like mm-hmm. hence the Chen Lin goose chase we go on where everywhere we go it's like oh god okay he's dead we gotta open up a reality oh we need his tools and you go on this wild goose chase
3: oh he's dead again and i feel like oh yeah
0: she's
3: yeah. white now and what then, happened
0: there okay all right sure and like the game hints at this concept of alternate realities before you reach this section but it's introduced in a very minimal way i think like elizabeth says like oh it's like tea instead of coffee or like you know uh a different different book if i feel like it like they first introduce it on that very minimal aspect but if you want to have a game about alternate realities you need to have a different way to show just how drastic these changes can be like it can't just be like Oh, the vending machines are now women robots instead of male robots. Like, look at our so, cool alternate reality. There is
3: actually one, but, um, one hint at that in the very beginning when you first meet Elizabeth and she opens that tear into Paris right as like that ambulance is coming at her. Mm-hmm. You see on the mm-hmm. theater, it's a, a, a thing for a Star Wars movie.
0: Right. So yeah. you do see her. And then I think everybody wants to rule the world is playing in the background. Like, so it's definitely like a different yeah. time.
3: And the other instance, um, just before the section we're talking about, when you're coming back from um, going into the alternate reality to get the the weapons and you hear that woman singing uh, Credence in Clearwater. Mm, right. You pointed this out when yeah. we were playing yeah. together. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Fortunate. Song. Yeah, exactly. Actually, so that that's... Remind me to bring that up, because I find that concept fascinating. Okay. But, um, but yeah, so, like, um, but I think the game needed to have a clear black and white reasoning of this is how much you can fuck up time, or not really right. fuck up time, but, like, this is how you can change it. And the way that they do that for this clear black and white is to have ethnostate to full-on lower-class revolution. And so after that is established, I feel like so they established that by moving the tools back to the shop. And this is when the v- Vox Populi have, you know, either for months or for years, been successfully going through their revolution. You know, Booker has these memories of burning down the Hall of Heroes with Slate and like has, um, you know, which I think, as Gabe pointed out, that could be. hints that this has been going on for a while and booker has a memory of him dying as a martyr and so then i feel like the game felt like they needed to have a way to like deter the player from participating in the revolution and keeping on with the whole concept of the game in the first place this whole mystery of bring us the girl and wipe away the debt like they needed you to get back on track some way But they've also set up this, like, sympathetic storyline of the Vox Populi and this lower class that is just trying to rebel against complete oppression. And so then it's just, yeah, they they kind of suddenly were like, oh, like, we're just going to suddenly have Fitzroy complain about how you complicate the narrative of things. And then everything's going to, you know, be turned on their head. And now every room will be kill 20 people. Except, I in every room I had the Vox Populi hit me because I kept on shocking them with Shock Jockey on accident and be like, don't damage your allies. And I was like, oh fuck. Oh yeah. Oh my (laughs) God. I'm the worst martyr ever. (laughs) I had that
3: when you destroy the the blimp um, leading up to the police station. Yeah. Because I destroyed the blimp and jumped off onto the rail and then went to jump back down to meet up with the Vox Populi. And the game auto-targeted one oh, of them, no. and I skyhooked him, <laughs> <laughs> and I killed him. And the game's like, "Hey, don't do that!" And I'm like, "Oh, y- you just made me do that." <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah, I think that's indicative of this whole sequence, in, in some in some ways. You just like, made me do that. Well, <laughs> yeah. kind of. Or and it's like from Fitzroy's perspective too. It's like it's totally like you guys are mentioning. It's totally out of character for her to be doing these things. And like, okay, you can hem and haw about time shenanigans, but that's not text. Like that's not, there's no real evidence for that. And it's not, if that were the case, then the writers would be like weirdly twisting the narrative uh, in, I would say, an almost even more intentional way than th- what we may have here if we want to give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, like there's no reason for any of that to happen. It's not indicated at all. Like as far as you can tell, it's purely like anti-oppression workers' movement, Right and anti-slavery movement for slaves or effective slaves in some cases mm-hmm. um, and literal slaves in others. So mm-hmm. like that they make that again I'm back on that equivalence because it's fucking bad. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> they, they, you couldn't leave that. They take it. <laughs> yeah. No I can't because no, yeah, I like it looked like in the first episode that they were going to be like maybe going to engage with the whole race thing and the mm-hmm. whole ethnostate thing mm-hmm. and it turns out that no the entire thing was just for shock value. They never engaged with it, and they have not taken – like, they didn't take a stance. Uh, like, they've taken the most middle-of-the-road stance possible, which is both sides have bad people. But when the middle of the road is the middle between fascism ethnostate and we would like not to die, please, meeting in the middle is a bad place to be. Yes, although to be, to be fair, they're trying to
2: orchestrate a situation where the middle of the road is between ethnostate and um, violent, violent at past having power like uh
1: you know corrupt like power structure. Like they're trying to establish evil though, on both because sides. Is what they're trying to do. do, do. But, I mean they're trying to do that and first off it's weird and bad that they're doing that. No no no, uh, no, no, and no. second I, off like can't, they don't you even can't just say that. Like that 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 is to me the
2: the the really crux, the crux of our disagreement. I mean of course you can say it fair flight, but I just mean like you can't say that and then I won't at least chime in. Uh, it's like the the disconnect seems to be like okay yes like they're is, like, the sledgehammer used in this game. And yes, it's, like, in terms of the story, and yes, it's, like, basically missing all over the place and or crushing things. But, like, it's not... It sounds like you're saying you can't write a story where the people that are revolutionaries end up being evil. Like, that's what you're saying. Like, like the, that is a bad story, and we should not tell it. Is that
1: um, far from the truth? Kind of. Because, like, the thing is that when you tell a story like this, you are making a moral judgment, right? Like the writers are taking a stance, whether they intend to or not. And that stance is something that like a, a reader or I mean player, but I'll use the term reader here because you, we're looking at this story, which maybe that's a better way to frame this. Imagine that someone has written a book um, where this is the kind of like thing that you're supposed to take away from it. Like this is uh, you open up the spark book, uh, spark notes for this book, for Bioshock Infinite and the moral is that revolutionaries like anti-oppression revolutionaries are just as bad uh, as the you know fascist ethno-state goons right like revolutionaries who don't want to be murdered are just as bad could it be that could be just as bad does it have to be are
2: just as bad like does it have to be every revolutionary ever is just as bad or could it be They have the capacity for evil, just like the ones in power right now.
1: Could it be that? But that's not what this game is getting at, right? Because it paints them with a broad brush. Like, there is one character you know in the Vox Populi, and that's what they do. So that's what the game is saying. Like, there isn't. you don't see someone in the Vox Populi who's like, I'm not okay with all this business that we're doing. Like, I do this, I support this for other reasons, but like, I'm... or there's not, like, splinter factions that they show you within the Vox Populi, they're painted with a broad brush. They are saying the Vox Populi are this, and Booker says they are also bad, and Elizabeth is like, yes, I agree. There is no dissenting voice whatsoever in, like, they don't even bring it up. They don't touch on it. Yes, but I still find that a bit stretched to go then to all revolutionaries ever. I mean, maybe you don't, because that's what, like you are are taking the story with a grain of salt, but the story is saying... But, like, like this is... Is it wrong
2: that a story set... Like, I, I just... I, I don't know. Maybe I come from a more, like... Okay, imagine you were not in fiction and you were in historical fact, and you had a case where revolutionaries took over, like, one village took over another village, and, you know, that was oppressing them, and they murdered everyone, and then they started being, well, this is great. Now I have the power. I'm going to go oppress everyone. Like And then that was history, that was fact that happened. And it certainly happened over the history of humans who do atrocities all the time, right? So then I tell you that story, and you say, okay, fine, that's history. And then I bring it into the realm of fiction, and I tell you the same story, but with different characters in fiction. And then you say, stop telling me that story? That's not allowed to be said?
1: So part of the problem is that this is 2013, and the audience is primarily American, Um. And, like, these are real factions within the political climate. And I think it's safe to take a value judgment and say, you know what, fascism is bad. Like, that's a stance that I think people should be okay with taking and should take quite loudly. Um, So, this isn't – because fiction is a world that the writers get to imagine, Um, they can't necessarily hide behind – the messiness of reality in some ways, particularly if they're not going to be willing to show it as they haven't in Bioshock Infinite. You don't get the messiness of reality because they don't like, again, they're painting with broad brushes and you can complain about this being, you know, maybe a limited amount of screen time that they are have to work with. Um, But you are responsible for what your work says And if you aren't able to say a thing and get across all the nuance that you ought to be getting across within the limits of what you have, the resources you have, then you need to be very careful. Um, Like they aren't showing... So perhaps I'm getting away from your original example, which is a situation where an underclass rose up and then the tables completely turn and now they have subjugated the under... like the uh, previous overclass, which isn't also isn't what hap- what's happening in this story, right? Because the Vox Populi also take the oppressed white man, right? They also take—they're they, basically taking anyone who isn't an oppressor.
2: Uh, to be on their side, is that what you're saying? They're taking them to be—
1: y- Yeah, okay. they're happy to take anyone who is not an oppressor or like an arm of oppression.
2: Right, I think they're at best hinting at the concept that should time continue— for a long time under the rule that you see, you might see a role reversal of some effect.
1: So, But I think you're being ridiculously charitable. Yes. Particularly given that, again, the writers control the story. They didn't need to make Fitzroy do this. Yes, they didn't. But, like, again, it's like I I think the, co- the crux of the
2: disagreement is you're sort of saying something along the lines of, like, I don't like this story. I don't like the way that it played out the characters. And I, I don't really have a value judgment on the way the stories go in such a way, like as in you cannot tell the story where the revolutionaries end up being worse than you thought. I have no cannot in that scenario. You can tell whatever story you want to tell. Real quick correction here.
1: I am not giving a cannot. I'm giving a should not. Hmm, Okay. Like, you know, free speech and all that free speech gets twisted around. And I think maybe I talked about this before, but free speech gets twisted around an awful lot where If I say, this is a bad story and it should not have been told, people say, stop Mm impeding with free speech or whatever. It's like, no, I'm not the police busting down your door and shooting you for telling this story. Mm -hmm. I'm saying you've told a bad story because you have. Mm -hmm. But bad in this sense is an ethical judgment, not a quality judgment. Although in this case,
2: it's both bad. But yeah, it's both. Yeah, it's both bad. (laughs) But but, but what I'm saying, I'm trying to make the distinction, right? Because you're just essentially saying, I don't agree with your ethics of this story. Whereas I think stories are more outside. In fact, in this is sort of a silly comparison, but you're essentially saying, I don't like the story because it does not agree with where I think we should take the consciousness of our country, America, at this period of time. And as a result, you're not providing the propaganda in story form that I'm okay with. Whereas to me, uh, stories are whatever they are. You can agree with them. You can disagree with them. But they,
1: yes, I agree. They say things but I'm not here to say propaganda for a different side that yes, I'm very happy saying I do not agree with. Right.
2: Whereas I just am not
1: like I, I love reading propaganda from the side that
2: was from both sides in a war because I think it's interesting. It's a, um, a window into their mindset or what they're trying to, to sell, right? They're, they're trying to convince people. And I'm just saying like, I don't think this is as far to say that this is like a propaganda for the fucking evil side of this war, but it's just that like I, I don't see why you would say you cannot tell that story. Like that to me is is craziness. Again, I'm not saying cannot or should not. Like as in, what's wrong with you for telling the story? It's like, well, they're telling a story. Like I, I like if, for instance, if we had taken that back through our history of books and gone through all the books that we had ever uh that anyone had ever written and said some of these should not have been written like fuck that dude I want to see what humans are capable and what they were interested in writing at the time like I I, Mein Kampf absolutely no no no. if you told me we should get rid of that book I'd be like that's history you're crazy why would we get rid of that that is worth reading if you want to see and trying to look at the modern context and see why you don't like, why you're different. You know what I mean? It's like, that's important. Like, it's not um, it's not as valuable to me to scrub clean. Like, dude, this is actually very Bioshock relevant. It's like, that reminds me of, like, all the, like, 1984 situations where they're cleaning the news stories. You know what I mean? Like, the, the dystopia situation where they're like, well, these news stories are bad now. Like, well, what do you mean these stories are bad now? I get that they don't say what you want to say. But can't you be a critical thinker and, and see that and go, well, I just, I don't agree with this. I see why, here, why. Actually, it's helped me understand my own point better like thank you i appreciate it or does it have to be no one can hear this because the people who are not as critical thinkers as us might be convinced it's like well, what do you mean like what does that mean that's giving zero credit to people who who play this game like and uh, d- you know ingest this narrative zero credit it's like a it, that's like a disrespect to people like they might be convinced Because they love ethnostates or something, or maybe they didn't before, but this game will send them there. Like, what? That's craziness. I
0: I think that... uh, If I can jump in here. I I think, though... There is an imbalance with how both sides are fleshed out. And I'll extrapolate on that. So, like, you have your ethnostate of Colombia that we've been able to go around and see the world building, see the propaganda, listen to people's conversations. And at the same time, there are factions of Colombia that disagree with the general populace, you know, from the one guy whose apartment you loot who says that he's a progressive. And then you also go into that one, those one people's house who are like, you know, Part of the Society of Friends of the African Americans, or whatever. So, like, you know that there are factions of Colombia who dissent with what the general populace is saying, and therefore gives you the benefit of the doubt of not everyone in this part of Colombia is bad. Whereas with the Vox Populi movement, it's just kind of like the Vox Populi are bad, period. They're all just you know, murdering innocents left and right and people who don't deserve it. Like, you... And, and that side isn't really fleshed out and that you don't get to see maybe a more sympathetic view of the Vox Populi. Like, you know, people who are like, man, like, I'm all for this revolution, but, like, I don't want to be killing innocents. Or, like, I don't know. You don't get to see, like, maybe like, a more, like, you don't get to see a different side of that. It's just kind of a very black and white view of good, bad for Vax Populi, whereas Columbia is more, like, good, bad, but then there's these, like, shades of gray of, like, hope or something like that. I, I think that's an important distinction to make when it comes to comparing these two factions and why I just don't think that the writers fully fleshed out the Vox Populi in a way to make their, I don't know, to make their movement seem more sympathetic or to make their, um, I don't know, just to to immerse the player within their world. I feel, as a player, just feel very like shut out of the Vox Populi movement, whereas Columbia more incorporated me into it. Um, to be able to fully understand whereas like the vox populi movement the game just tells me what i should think yeah does that oh, make definitely.
2: sense they earn so little yeah. for that switch my god it's they just they start doing the show not tell or sorry tell not show you know what i'm saying they just start literally decreeing you know what I mean? Like that's what we've all complained about, and that's what Adam's complaining about in terms of those lines that Booker says. Like they literally just start saying, "Like this is what you should think because wouldn't this be a sweet
3: twist?" Well, to to add on to that, they did the writers did an interesting thing where, at that same section where you come back out and you're in the you're in that area with the crowd and there's the blimp of uh, Fitzroy talking, and she's saying how you were a martyr for the cause. Um, And if you go back down towards the the bar, you come across the the Vox taking the picture over the dead handyman. Right. Um, And there's a there's a uh, voxophone there that is of the wife of that guy. Just, you know, basically saying like, hey, I know we've had like our ups and downs, but I just want you to know that I I do love you despite what I've said. I love you. And, you know, if you're in a position where, you know, you're going to die, I just want you to have this note to remind you that I do love you. And so they paint this picture for this guy who is the enemy of the Vox and they're painting him as, you know, kind of like a quote unquote good guy with a wife he left behind. And you don't really get that for any of the Vox.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, and and it almost feels like the yeah, game fights you only itself get there. Like think like it's almost like it's saying like, it's it's almost on another level saying, we did a bad job establishing the ethics for the people you just killed. It's like not even like, it's like if you are going to say the argument, oh they're actually more deep than you thought, and it's like well then what did you just make force me to do? Like you're competing with yourself. Like
3: yeah. what are you doing over here? And then immediately they're like, ha ha, take a picture with your thumbs
1: up because that'd be hilarious. Yeah. Oh boy. So I want to go back a little bit um, because I think I didn't quite get a chance to defend myself against some of McCoy's uh, things that he was saying. Um, So there's this idea like that and this is maybe a little bit fuzzy so correct me if I'm misinterpreting what you've said uh, because we went on a bit of a tangent there. Um, So like right. I don't think that documents like Mein Kampf should necessarily be like, you know, completely erased from history. I think that they did great harm and continue to do great harm, um, but that, like, that is history and one should keep it around. The thing is, is that I think it's dangerous to continue telling these sorts of stories and I think that if someone were to write a thing like Mein Kampf again, I would Roundly condemn them. I wouldn't be like, oh, yes, what a nice story you've told. Like, I can see all sides. Bold <laughs> and stance. Again, I shouldn't. Yeah, I, yeah bold stance. <laughs> <laughs> Poorly written, but I can see where you're coming from. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't want to. And I don't exactly want to compare this game that takes a very middle of the road, milk toast stance on this whole issue, um, even though that stance is bad. Uh, Like I don't want to compare that to Mein Kampf exactly, but like Mm. it's a similar sort of idea, right? We deal with lesser things by talking about hyperbolics. Mm. Um, And so like I think that I'm perfectly fine and perfectly happy condemning the story that they've told because the morals that they are trying to talk about are things that I disagree with um and i can look at the values that they're trying to get at and say i disagree with those and it's not like i'm trying to say that oh we should only publish propaganda for things that i'm okay with like again i'm not trying to advocate for a censorship state exactly but like i also think that you're allowed to take value judgments you shouldn't just look at everything and say hmm yes interesting you should look at some things and say this is a good thing and you should look at other things and say that's a really shitty thing that they're doing like and I think I'm looking at Bioshock, and I'm saying that's a really shitty thing you're doing, particularly in 2013 America. Hmm.
2: Hmm.
1: Is that that's not unreasonable, right? Yeah, it's it just gets it. Oh, well, it's certainly not unreasonable.
2: There's no way. Like I would, I dude, you're not unreasonable, dude. Like it's not like that. It's it's more just like these things get complicated because by condemning something, you do put what social power you have into stopping that signal and stopping that force. And so that's not wrong. But it's just um, – it easily follows from when you condemn something and say they should not have done it. It easily follows from that that it should not exist. And that just to me is too far. And especially especially for a middle-of-the-road game like this that was trying to be way more um, nuanced than it was able to pull off. Um,
1: right. I mean I think it's not like – I disagree that that saying this thing should not exist is bad. Like, I'm not going to annihilate it from existence because it has historical import, pretty much only because of what happened afterwards, but Mein Kampf, right? Like, mein Kampf is a horrible document, and it exposes horrible things, and it continues to inspire horrible things today. Um, but the reason we keep it around is because historians care, and because it's important as a reminder that this can happen again. Um, but like a game like Bioshock or like the ridiculous manifestos that these mass shooters are putting out, like I'm okay saying these things. Okay. Again, that's a weird comparison. Sorry. I keep comparing (laughs) Bioshock to all these horrible things. That's Um, it's just normally Yeah. No, that's just just like where
2: people go to in their mind. They both have guns. So it's a fair.
3: Yeah,
1: sorry. you both yeah.
2: involve shooting a lot of people. Yeah, yeah.
1: Mm. Booker um, Booker, Booker is a mass shooter. and That's what his kill count's is five hundred. <laughs> yeah, video Who games knows? connected. Um, you heard it here first. Okay. Anyway, yeah, uh, <laughs> like I, I think it's fine to say these things should not be written and to try to put your power behind preventing them from being written because it is propaganda for a very dangerous kind of thing. Okay. So that's de- um,
2: that's definitely very like a uh, like a. Uh, We're, we're now coming down to subjective in a really serious way, especially because, look, I know you're using all these examples that are hyperbolic, right? But but in contrast to those, this game is very middle of the road. But you're still putting backing behind taking down things that are middle of the road. And that to me is subjectively just way too far. Like maybe we can make the argument together that there are certain, certain things that maybe we'd be better off not having. But a middle of the road Bioshock game that tried to be
1: ambitious with its story but failed? Like come on, dude. The thing is, is that it's not middle of the road. Like I use that term to indicate that it was that that's what it kind of believes itself to be like saying, ah, yes, all sides have problems is like kind of a thought terminating cliche in a lot of ways. Like it's a way to get away with saying something and appearing reasonable, but like the stance that they're actually taking is not good. It's saying that revolution against a violent, oppressive state that wants to kill you and grind you into paste is bad or Um, could be bad. Will you, are you willing to give it well, that? Well, they're saying it is bad. They're not saying it could be. They're saying it is. Well, they're is. telling a story text of what has game. happened.
2: But they're not telling a story that it must happen in every case. They're just saying, in this case, this could be something that you could take note of. In other words, this could be in something on the lines of, hey, revolution can be justified, but be careful that it doesn't go crazy. But here's the thing. They never say revolution can be justified. That's the problem. But like, that's the nature of telling a singular story where, in this case, they're trying to say it wasn't justified.
1: No, you can get, you can get nuance in these things. Like, they could have done that. They could have meaningfully engaged with race, and they could have meaningfully engaged with this, and maybe there would be a way to make it still work out where Fitzroy decides to shoot a child for some reason. Like, if they'd given it the proper development and had other factions within the Vox that maybe left the Vox because, like, the super radical wing was going too far, like, they could have done that. They chose not to. And they chose to tell a story where all revolutionaries are bad. Yes,
2: sort of. I mean, sort of. It's like, choose, and then you get into situations of like, you know, what's the budget like? What's the time constraint like? Like, Because it really feels like this thing was hamstrung.
1: Again, whether or not it was, if it was going to be hamstrung, they needed to have aborted. And just... Because, like... Because if you're going to tell a story, like, okay, so say you come into it and you say, okay, I've got this great idea. We're going to have this nuanced story. It's going to be, we're going to get into all these little things. And then you look at the budget sheet a month in and you're like, okay, this is impossible. At that point, you should say, okay, well, what story are we actually going to tell? What will actually come out the other end? And is it good or is it bad? Is this something that is dangerous, toxic rhetoric that uh, inspires um, basically inspires, like, fascist apologist kind of stuff. Like McCoy? Like, oh, my God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say. Oh, yeah, here we go. Look, it's just, dude,
2: I, like, we're literally talking about, like, a failed piece of creative that tried to get somewhere and utterly failed, and we're talking about it like it's, like, sin. And to me, it's like, dude, you can't... Like, it, it would be nice if a month in they decided that their 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 goals were overwhelming, but obviously... That sort of foresight is only reserved for people who are incredibly good. And and if you look at any uh, example of companies that I see or I work with, um, the foresight like that does not exist. It's more like, oh shit, we're three fourths way through this project and we have only developed the first half of this game. What the fuck do we do? And it's like, well, uh, not releasing it is not an option. And so, how do we try to salvage this? Okay, we'll start telling the story. But okay, but stepping back from that, it's just like. Even all that, it's like, is it really so bad that they tried and failed to go for something more nuanced here? Like it feels like you're trying to like punish them for trying to go for nuance and ending up with something
1: kind of meh. First off, we have no idea what they were trying for. Um, I suspect that they tried to use race as a shock value kind of thing to draw people in and make them think it was deep, then refused to engage with it at all, and they took a very middle-of-the-road stance because they didn't want to alienate people, yes, even fascists and white supremacists. Like, this is maybe a harsh stance, but the thing is, is that you have no more evidence for your claim that they tried to get into a nuanced story than I have for mine. Which of course means they're both valid. Yeah, truthiness. Like, the, the <laughs> right. Of course, right. You know.
2: I mean, I just try to give like benefit of the doubt to human beings. But like, I think there's actually interestingly enough uh, a lot of evidence in the gameplay that would support that they went middle of the road, whereas they went very actiony. But then they have in this section a lot of stealth sequences that are very half baked. Half is like generous. They're like one eighth baked. Like you shoot one person, in it's action again, and you're like, God damn it, this was fun for a second. Um, but. There's a lot in the gameplay that would also argue that they essentially tried to go as middle of the road as possible. And that, to me, says that they're a dying studio trying to find something. Trying to find, oh, this action genre is hot. Like, maybe we'll add some Bioshock elements to it, and maybe we'll find an audience. And I don't think they did, and I don't think they're around. Do you know what I mean? So, like, these people are not some grand orchestrated, here's our contribution to the world. They're more like, how do we survive? How do we find the audience? How do we – we have a bunch of ideas of how we could make this cool and they all sort of competed
1: a little and ended up being less than some of their parts. You know what I mean? But the thing is is that, again, if you're going to try to tell a story like this, like pick a different subject matter that you can do justice to because they, they were basically capitalizing on this. They were commodifying this struggle that is real and continues today um about racism and fascism and all that kind of stuff they were kind of commodifying that and refusing to pick a side on it and again middle of the road here is not a good place to be it's the middle of a road where you have defined the boundaries of your road very poorly and and narrowly
2: yeah no like yeah. it's
1: between like center right and extreme right maybe like if you pick middle of the road with that you're still in a place that is you're not middle right yeah, yeah, I, I I see what you're saying. But it's like, first of all, like,
2: do you really have to, like, put the right as just, like, on the same axiom as evil? Like, do you have to go there? Like, that just feels, like, not relevant here. But, okay, I know what you're
1: trying to say. Well, they're, they're, I mean, it's fascism. Fascism is, like, look at the Wikipedia page, right? It's a far right kind of thing. Um, Like, and it if you get into the political kind of stuff, like... Uh, reactionaries, I think, would be a reasonable way to define Columbia, because they looked at the um, progressive kind of thing in the way, like, reactionaries try to roll back progress to an earlier era, or not progress, but roll back things to an earlier era and um, prevent these kinds of changes, and, like, literally, Colombia left the United States of America when a large change came, the Emancipation Proclamation. Um, so like, right, I get that saying right, left is like a little weird in, in this kind of thing, but the cards on the table, I'm a leftist. So like, wow. say that out there, what? just throw it out.
2: I don't think I would have gotten that from what you had just said, but <laughs> <laughs> I guess just like, do you really, I guess I, I, I would like to give more credit to the attempt at, something. Like I think we're sort of hindsight 2020 looking back on something and being like, well this doesn't meet my expectations. And in fact I think they fucked this up in a number of ways. In fact it's kind of bad. And that's like all well and good, but I just think like, do you really think they came into this game being like like we're not capable of pulling off something so subtle? Like I bet you they came into this game trying to be like, dude, we're gonna have an awesome crazy story that's totally gonna be like have a lot of depth to it and then they're like, oh fuck, we're incapable of doing that for whatever reason. But, like, that's so looking here now backwards and saying, like, now you should have
1: reversed all of your efforts and never done this, which is like, that's so ridiculous. Like, I think they just missed. But I mean, no, I think they could have told that story and, like, you, they had plenty of opportunities to. Like, that Voxaphone, what they had, where they humanized um, the, the handyman, like, they could have replaced that. That same amount of effort could have gone into making another Voxaphone. Um, that was, or or even just a small scene, right, where you have maybe people lined up uh, against the wall and, like, someone, like, a few of the members of the Vox populi, like, refused to participate in that or something. Like, they could have done anything at all to give the Vox nuance. They chose not to do these things. And whether or not they chose not to do these things out of resource constraints is kind of irrelevant. It was a choice they made. And if you're going to make a choice for profits over, like, if you're going to harm people for profit, I'm still not on your side. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to say, ah, yes, all hail profits. that was reasonable of you to do. <laughs> it's a very Fink perspective. Um,
2: yeah, yeah.
0: No. Yeah, I mean, even then, like, you can't say there's resource constraints because then they do try to paint a more sympathetic picture towards the people of Columbia. Like Gabe said, with the handyman's voxophone of, of his wife, like, they could have... And and that's the thing. I I wish they had more voxophones of other people of of the vox populi or of that lower working class to talk. Because I honestly think besides Daisy Fitzroy, there's really no other lower working class person's voice you hear through the voxophones or whose story you hear. It's literally just one person. And... I just feel like it would have been better just to have, you know, that that other perspective um, rather than have the sole person from the Vox Populi also be the person who tries to commit infanticide mm-hmm. later down the road.
1: Like, yeah, that that forcibly paints with a, with a broad brush. Like, you can try to be charitable with it and say, ah, but they, not all of them, like, if you close your eyes and wish real hard, not all of them did that. But, like, that's not the story they're telling. And whether or not it's the story they intended to tell, like, they they didn't tell that story where the Vox have nuance. Yeah, it seems... They told the story where the Vox are bloodthirsty murderers who, I mean, you can't even say they went power crazy because they weren't even done with their movement when when that whole turn happened. Yeah, it seems like in Bioshock 1 they at least tried
3: harder to kind of humanize all the big players in the story and not just make it, like, black and white. Of like, this person's good, this person's bad. Um, And in this case, it seems like they just maybe tried a little bit with Daisy, but not super hard. And then also just like, yeah, completely left out the entirety of like the Vox movement. It's like you hear a bunch of things from like, you know, the, the police side, basically. And like the, I guess the white nationalist side. And then, yeah, the resistance, it's like, You hear some voxophones from Daisy, and that's it.
2: And like, you don't hear anything else about the movement, really. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Yeah, you really don't. And this whole section, by the way, they just—they're like it's—it's a breakneck pace through story points. Yeah, to the point where I personally am sitting there, like, what the fuck is happening? I mean, like, like, I'm trying to fucking fall.
0: And they also just—I was going—they—they just also kind of gloss over the fact that Fitzroy was framed for Lady Comstock's murder. Yeah. Like, that's kind of a portion of the story that I, I I think they, you know, especially for, uh, I think, you know, the whole narrative of, you know, how did Lady Comstock actually die? I think that's a huge part of the story. And the fact that the only way that you can truly get the idea that Fitzroy was framed is by a voxophone. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they just kind of, they they let that only, only that evidence be through voxophone. And if no one's discovered that voxophone, like if you're a player who just literally, like, tries to blow through this whole Don't game. Don't call out James like that, bro. Using no investigative tools.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's,
2: he's, he's not even there. that's so unfair, he man. He, was, he tried to listen to those fucking voice <laughs> logs anyway. Oh, Sorry, go on.
0: You guys said it, not me. <laughs> but, uh, but like, but that's what I mean. Like the fact that that evidence is only gained through a Voxophone, and then literally the next thing Daisy does is infanticide. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's very concerning how the game just tried to gloss that over. Like I, I think it's just the curse of the double narrative. The game was realizing that. The story of their game was, you know, going two separate directions. And they were like, oh, fuck, we want it to go this way. But we've created a narrative where it's branching now. Uh, Fuck it, everyone's bad. And and it's just it's whether it's intentional or not, the, the concept of it is rather telling and harmful.
3: In fact, even like when you first meet her in person, it's like. You get the airship and you're going to leave, and then they take it over and they're like, hey, psych, this is our airship now.
2: Go get us weapons. Yeah. And they kick you off the airship, and you're just like, "Uh, okay. Yeah. Even from the first moment, you're like, you don't even have (laughs) any positive for this person, do you? Yeah. You're just like, wow, what a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, and like, they're going, like, this isn't going to be good. Like, you kind of, you can smell the turn coming, which I think also does extra disservice to the possibility that they have a good cause. Like, when you already are setting up, the sort of narrative uh, points of that you're going to switch on this person, that they're going to be evil. Yeah, dude. Random Vox
3: Populi Grunt number 47 is nicer to you than Daisy is. is. hmm <laughs>
1: <laughs> And if only we could get a Voxophone from that you know, exactly. person, you know, from, from that I mean, guy, then that would develop this oh, a little hi, better. Um, <laughs> my name is Random Vox Grunt, and my surname is number <laughs> 447. Uh, my parents were fucking weird. I don't my know. My parents were uh, early database uh, enthusiasts. Like... <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, 1912. <laughs> they just thought like um, fuck this we have yeah. way too many like names in common what if we just had numbers instead so think about it
1: yeah and like they another thing that i noticed that they like kind of do i think they're going to con- probably continue doing it, is that like they paint booker as like this um like world wi- world weary wise man kind of thing who like is jaded but he knows what's up and then elizabeth is the idealist mm. um mm-hmm. who like Wants to believe the best in people and stuff, and you know, is wrong often. Like, that's kind of what they're trying to paint her as, right. I think. Yeah. Like, there's that note on the loading screens, which with the SSD, boy, is it hard to read those. <laughs> yeah, true. But, that. Um, a good problem, where to have. it's like, you know, Elizabeth has a good heart, but in a place like this, that'll get her killed.
0: <laughs> New York bagels <laughs> and, like, and uh, pizza
1: uh, are great. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's, that
2: that's true um, though. And they even try to like sort of play against that when she's like, "What? You think I don't know anything when like you're trying to take her to um not to Paris?" You know what I'm saying? Yeah like they're even she's like of course yeah. I do
1: and it's yeah yeah there's a lot of instances where Booker's but like she's like book smart and and Booker is street yeah, smart, yeah. but he's not um, he fucking sucks man I hate <laughs> playing as him yeah no he fucking sucks especially when it's like again that line this world needs a different class of hero only difference between Comstock and Fitzroy is how you spell the name and Elizabeth is like oh yes how wise <laughs> and the reader is meant to be like hmm indeed like yeah fuck these writers yeah, I mean, We're sitting here like what the fuck <laughs> yeah you're like it's
2: been 38 seconds since she turned on us in fact I'm not even clear that she turned on this yet like what just happened
1: no she hadn't hadn't done anything she was just like good job guys (laughs) we've like taken over like the the police station these people who've been stomping you into the ground for years good job now we're going to like get rid of uh, Fink the guy who's been profiting off of your blood and tears let's go do that thing this violent revolution thing again the thing that we the only tool we have in 1912 violent revolution this is normal And you get there, and it's like, and time to kill children, and it's like, Pardon? Yeah. <laughs> no seriously
2: like this is too this is crazy like this can't be true right you're certainly not as crazy as i've just said in the elevator and it's like oh you are what the fuck like how did you know that like <laughs> there's a great fucking yeah. there's a review for the old fucking star wars prequels and there's this weird character on the internet and he was like early youtube so it's really fucking inappropriate and lovely and it's this dude who's like playing this strange character while he's trying to review things and one of the things he said in that that's so funny and makes me laugh to this day is he's like how did you know that? Are you reading the script? And I always think about that in games like this. Where it's like, <laughs> how did you know that, Booker? Are you looking into the like script in the future? Like are you skimming some pages ahead cuz I don't think she's turned
1: yet. And like I've played this already, yeah. but have you? Like and like they they back justify all this stuff. Like I think that they would a writing trick they'll do sometimes is like if you want the story to go in a place or you want to like show a thing happen you go back to an earlier chapter and you just like write like okay it's important later that this person's wearing a Hawaiian shirt so you go back to chapters and say ah yes i picked up my Hawaiian shirt from from the closet like you you back you change that mm-hmm. right so booker like in a way of predicting and looking to make booker look wise and cool he predicts this betrayal in a, in a kind of a weak way which also kind of primes you for the betrayal and none of it makes any goddamn fucking sense yeah yeah a lot of this is uh
2: i don't know if it it's not that it yeah maybe it doesn't make sense maybe i you know i'm willing to go with that like it's it's um really unfortunate like i I feel like especially this section like i said it's blistering pace this section they're like oh fuck me we have like another novel we need to get through and i think like we've ran out of something i don't know what the resource is whether it's amount of gameplay situations or time or who the fuck knows but they just like, you smell so many roses in Comstock's world, and you get nothing here. Nothing. Like, you just run through it, and you're like, okay, this seems kind of planned. And also, kind of like how
3: Elizabeth kills someone,
2: is super shaken up by it,
3: oh God. and then cuts her hair, puts on a new dress, and she's like, all right, I'm good now. Yeah. yeah
1: (laughs) how hard is like how hard is it getting used to killing people oh you get over real fast buddy (laughs) i guess it was true (laughs) oh my god
0: there's there's a lot of glaring plot plot holes in this section from what we've already discussed about and then also just the fact that the whole thing that got us into this mess is that we're trying to get an airship and then you actually board an airship only to take it down because that's what the game wants you to do. It's like, why couldn't Elizabeth and Booker just like hightail it out with that huge blimp that came through? Like, is that blimp restricted to Columbia airspace only? And it's only the first lady that can go international. Yeah. Like, why couldn't they have just boarded yeah. that, gotten rid of all the guys and then just flown out of her? But instead, the game is just like, no, I'll take down this blimp and have this epic moment. And meanwhile, I'm like, that's our ticket out of there. No, <laughs> come back, Booker. Yeah, also, it's
1: because every action hero has to take down a helicopter, yeah. and they didn't have yeah. helicopters. Well, that <laughs> it.
2: it's also like they just. I hate when the stories just dangle the end in front of you, and then like do some horrible backflips yes. slash backbend to try to like extend the shit. I was gonna say I was I was really irked
3: by. It. It's like this is a huge deal to get the weapons. You go through like a bunch of different tears to get the weapons. And you're like, okay, cool, finally, we're going to go get to, um, I can't remember his name, but you're going to go to the the weaponsmith. And yeah, and then you get there, and he's dead. And it's like, oh, let's just go get the blimp.
2: And it's like, what? (laughs) Dude, also, just a fun side, that tear with the weapons, this was funny because I was sitting there and originally, okay, wait, hold on. Fuck it, there's so many tangents here. But the point is, okay that tear fucking sucked because I went through it one time. It was fine. And then the second time I went through, Gabe was sitting there and he's watching through, uh, watching over my shoulder. And he was like, yeah, I couldn't get that, uh, the trigger for that tear to open. And I was like, what do you mean? And I was like trying to open it. And he's like, and I couldn't figure out how to open it Like he, like the, the prompt for to the tear just went away And he was like here's what I did I walked into the corner of the jail cell Then I back stepped Like <laughs> n- not facing The tools Like up to the point and then you'll see it And I'm like well can I face the tools He's like actually no I've tried that and you can't do
1: that You need to back step into this trigger And I was
2: like you're fucking kidding me And I tried that and I actually got the trigger I could press
1: Incredible. the button It was like
2: what is this what is this?
0: Oh, my God.
1: Um, that, that reminds me of another note that I have just in my notes. Um, that whole, like, it, you're in the basement of the, the slum town police station or whatever. And, like, you walk into one of the cells and there's a dead black woman laying there. And there's 26 spent shotgun shells on the ground, which is, like, kind of a neat bit of storytelling that they're like, ah oh, yes, they just... Look at these ethnostate goons. They sure do love killing. Um, and then you search your body because you're weird and crazy and there's cotton candy there. And it's like interesting, 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 interesting good. Yes, good. Interesting storytelling. Yeah. Oh, um, they get so close and they just randomize that shit and you're like, ooh. Ooh. Ah, uh, yes. I love these maintenance cakes. I'm glad I went to this picnic with my machine gun rounds. Oh, it's so true. <laughs> it's insane. Like there's a lot of stuff. Sorry, this is another tangent. Again, so many tangents. No, please but do. We're running out of time because you spent so much time fighting each other. Truth. Um, <laughs> but okay, so handymen. Yeah. They appear to be at the very beginning, like they're going to be like an important thing, kind of like the game's big daddy, right? Where you've got, um, there's a handyman being showcased, uh, and you hear people talking about them in voxophones. Um, and then your first introduction to the handyman is like, you're just walking around in a town and you've accidentally killed everyone already. So there's <laughs> no one around and you, you, you walk out of a store and the handyman just fucking jumps in and starts punching the shit out of you with like no fanfare, no introduction, nothing. Also they're bullshit. Your stuns don't work on them. They teleport around all over the place. I mean, it's not teleporting, but it's jumping, but it's way faster than you can deal with. They blast through your shield and have punched through to your health they take entire ammo reserves to keep, like, deal yeah. with. It's just fucking insane. Like, th- you can't play around them. There's nothing interesting with them, and they don't like. They just fucking jump at you, and now you're dealing with a fucking nerd. Who- you
0: can distract them with murder of crows. They don't, <laughs> don't like crows.
1: Well, that's good to know. I guess I didn't cycle through every fucking plasmid I had to see which one actually worked on the fuckers. Yeah, they certainly don't survive. Uh, don't
2: react to bucking bronco, which is also, my favorite.
3: Also, how come the Vox had them also?
0: Yeah, that's my know. question. It's like suddenly there's just a handyman with a red hood yeah. over his head. Yeah, you're like, are you Fox a turncoat like, oh, for the proletariat?
2: Did I tell you what happened for me? The the <laughs> fucking I don't know. Okay, this this honestly could be in my head, and I'm so sorry if I'm just making this shit up. But for me, like the model switched halfway through the gun battle. Like it was like the original, like handyman, and I was shooting him, and then all of a sudden he had the hood. And maybe that's just me not being observant. But I swear to you, like halfway through, he just gets the red hood and I was like wait what the fuck what oh shit I forgot my uniform (laughs) maybe he had a change of heart halfway through your fight dude what the fuck but either way they're evil like whatever it's just
3: oh god he's like he's the false prophet no wait actually he's an imposter
2: (laughs) yeah good point yeah exactly (laughs) they both have their name for you look okay something I want to say about this game that I, I just cannot believe we've gotten this far without saying is I fucking hate the saving in this game It fucking sucks. It doesn't exist. It's only checkpoint-based. And I constantly just want to quit the game, and I have to sit there. It's like, I feel like I'm fucking... Ten again, and I'm telling my mom that I can't pause a multiplayer game. Like that's what it feels like. Because Elena's like, "Hey, uh, you know, uh, the food is done," and I'm like, "I Not can't, now, mom. <laughs> yeah, like, m- mom. Excuse me, I can't stop."
0: Press the escape button, and it says like, "Last autosave was at two thirty-five p.m." And you look at your watch, and it's like two fifty-two, and you're like, "Exactly, <laughs> I can't." Ex- what the fuck no. is that?
1: <laughs> also, like, I'm always paranoid with that too, because like. It's nice that they give you the date, but I'm also, like, comparing it down to, like, the minute. And it's like, did I actually get yeah. it? Cause <laughs> exactly. And I'm sitting here, like... Because some, some games, at least, will be, like... Or rather, unfortunately, some games are like, hey, you're not going to... It's going to erase everything until your last autosave. And you're like, but when was that? And they're like, they just shrugged. Yeah, out. true. <laughs> it's like, cool. true.
2: But some games build that into the design. And a good example of this, so we get right down the time stamp, is Dark Souls... <laughs> Where um, you actually, like, cannot... It's a checkpoint-based game. Your goal is to get from this checkpoint bonfire to that checkpoint bonfire. And, yeah, you can save in there, but, like, generally, like, your your progress is going to reset. So, like, if you've gotten, like, a run into the world, you have some souls and stuff, but you can easily just quit. It's all good. But this game, like, resets you if you die. It's not a big deal. Like, it costs you a little or whatever, but... It has no gameplay reason to restrict saving. You know what I mean? It it has no reason that, like, beautifully fits into the overall design of this game. And you're like, your goal is I have exactly 12 shotgun shots and I have to make it to the next checkpoint. There's nothing like that at all in this game. They just decided to not let you save and you just have to roll with that. Yeah, you want some hardcore saving? How about Animal
3: Crossing?
1: What? (laughs) Did you reset the fucking game? (laughs) I will murder you and your family. I will bend your knees backwards, you piece of shit. And then Tenenbaum's like,
0: oh, man. (laughs) So, like, did, like, the the remastered Bioshock had just saving whenever you wanted to. Did regular Bioshock have that as well, or is that a remaster? No idea.
2: I would assume they had it. I think so. I mean, I played
3: Remastered. Oh
0: shit. So
2: what you're been. saying?
0: Oh, I forget. James James is the only one that actually played fuck, the non- remastered version. Wait, I you're forget. saying
2: that dude <laughs> fucking this is an unwind from BioShock that they that the original BioShock had saves. Mhm.
0: I think I think it's literally like the one thing that BioShock does over BioShock Infinite if I say so. Also, story. our game has I, saves. <laughs> Story so far, Adam, we still haven't finished this. Uh,
1: well, but. the entire whole ethnostate thing, I think I'm guessing that they aren't going to be able to fix that one. And boy, is that a problem for yeah, me? Yeah, I'm guessing they won't fix it either. <laughs> That's my guess. <laughs> and you've played the game. so <laughs> OK, wait, hold on. Is so,
2: it possible just throwing out a positive for, for Bioshock infant? Is it possible that this section, they actually introduce interesting plasmids? Is that possible? No. Undertow, right? Oh, that's cool. They introduce things that have Undertow non-trap right. That's what I'm saying. Is that? Do they finally put some interesting ones? And I'm like, dude, if you had given me this like ten hours ago, we would have been good, dog. But instead, you throw them in now. While you're two thirds away through the game, here's something interesting. <laughs> no, exactly. Like,
1: I'm not sure. I'm not sure they qualify as interesting, but they qualify as less. <laughs> okay, that's that's
2: possibly fair. But I all no. Okay, actually, no. I object to that only because force push, and force throw off of a sky world is fun. I enjoy sitting there I and mean being like, you should not be by the edge. And he's like, ha, 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 random enemy line. And I'm like, no, listen, you should not be. And he's off the edge.
1: And he's off the edge too. And you're not near the edge, but I'm going to pick only- you up. And you're off the edge. That's yeah. fun. I enjoy that. Cl- Columbia is super not OSHA compliant. <laughs> they need fucking handrails and they do not have exactly. them. And that's
2: why this <laughs> game is bad. We've finally gotten to it. It's the work level compliance. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, fair enough.
3: Okay. Please, OSHA compliance costs money so, and think's not about I that. Think, yeah.
0: <laughs> I think just a good way to, I guess, start like winding down this conversation. Um, because I think we've, we've hashed out this section. We've talked it to death and now all that's left is now obviously the rest of this game. Which there's still a lot to go through. There's a lot of twists and turns that go through it, um, and I think this is where the particular this particular section coming up really deals with the more like physics alternate reality stuff that I really enjoy with this game. So I'm really excited to see what you guys think about that, and I guess kind of to like bring back. A point that I wanted to get back to with this that kind of connects with that, but I think what this game does with the alternate reality stuff is actually really cool. Like, I think the idea of them getting licensed music from the future, you know, Cindy Lauper and, uh, and, uh, Credence
2: Clearwater, right? Yes. Credence
0: Clearwater and, uh, Beach Boys and everything. I think it's really cool that they create this not this, you know, this non a, a character you don't see. Jeremiah Fink's brother, Albert Fink, who is a musician who by the voxophones is hinting at the fact that, hmm, brother, you're hearing these holes in the thin air and you're hearing music coming forth from them and you're creating music, which also is hilarious because that just means both think brothers profit off of just absolutely yep. ripping other yep. people off. Like <laughs> Jeremiah rips off, you know, slave labor and then Albert Fink just rips off actual celebrities in the future by just replicating their music. Um, Personally, I think my favorite is the Columbia version of "Tainted Love." That's a very is that the choir, uh, the four percent like choir
2: or something, or uh...
0: no, that's uh, that's the Beach Boys. God only knows. It's the song um, "Tainted Love" version is the song that plays when you enter the graveyard shift, the bar in there. it's a great rendition. I think I think that's a concept of the alternate realities that I really love. Where this game mm-hmm. went to, of um, just yeah, just creating these like old timey versions of all these popular songs with the barbershop quartet, and then just also a more like swingy 1920s version of you know "Tainted Love" and such. Um, and so, I think the thing I'm so excited to talk about next week when we have all finished this game is just the sheer amount of foreshadowing that has been going on Mm. this entire time towards this eventual conclusion i have literally i want you guys to picture me in my office right now in a. God, I forget the uh, the show, but the one, the guy who has, like, the board with all the yarn, like, with con- conspiracy theory stuff going all around, like, and the crazed, yeah, Always Sunny, that's the, that's the show, <laughs> but just picture me and my conspiracy board and my eyes just, like, sleepless and wide-eyed and me just pointing and being like, this is what's going on, this is what's been going on this entire time, and I think with that... I'll leave you guys with that lovely nice. visual and just let you guys know that I am very excited to talk about next week with our conclusion of Bioshock Infinite. And I will just throw
2: in there for context sake, I have not finished this game. I have played it before, but not finished it. So I don't know what this twist is and I'm excited. No, You haven't no. finished
0: it? No, I haven't. Oh my God. Ah, this is about as far okay. as I had gotten the first time. so. Did you quit because of all
2: the... No, apparently. (laughs) Wow, I feel attacked. Um, Anyways. uh, (laughs) You are attacked. (laughs) Uh, No, I think I quit just generally because I... uh, This game is, like, sort of fun. Is kind of where I'd put it. You know what I mean? You quit because it's fun? fun? You quit because it's not Dark Souls. Yeah, and I, like, I can't play games that aren't (laughs) Dark Souls. You know, I just can't do it.
0: I I think to be fair, I think, if I remember correctly, you started playing this game right before we graduated. But I think it's literally, you you started playing this game right before Dark Souls 3 or Bloodborne Mm -hmm. or one of those games Mm -hmm. came out. And I feel like it was something where you started it and then you were like, Dark Souls though. (laughs) Also, writing down, writing downtown, timestamp right now.
2: Yeah, but that backflip though.
0: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, one hundred percent.
2: Oh god, awesome. I'm excited. Uh, I, I will say, like, for all of the, for all the criticism of this game, and I think a lot of them are very warranted. I do enjoy the act of seeing these concepts brought up and then seeing what they do with them. Now, sometimes, and maybe oftentimes, we have quite a qualms about that. But I do appreciate the idea that this game is trying to get at some of these ideas. Execution, Ah, perhaps, aside. ah. I know. Adam's like literally burning aside.
1: (laughs) They are trying to get at them. They did not interact meaningfully with any of these things. They were using it to profit.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, see, but it's interesting because I I was like sitting there playing Finktown and I was sitting there going, you know, Adam would totally love this concept. that They're mentioning all these Amazon-like concepts about like how, you know. I'm telling you what's right about why I'm paying you in my own currency and like all this shit. And I was like, these are cool concepts. I'm not sure they're gonna take it further than just saying them out loud and then like rolling with that. But these are some cool concepts.
1: A little yeah. They are, they like point Please? at cool. They point at interesting things and then say nothing about them and walk away. Like yeah, they don't interact meaningfully too. with. They don't take any stances. They don't t- interact meaningfully with any of these things. It's purely just like window dressing to make them look deep or interesting or like kind of just gesticulate wildly at what Bioshock did right and hope that people mistake Bioshock Infinite for Bioshock for a brief moment.
2: So hear me out these are the equivalent of people wearing band t-shirts but they can't name more than zero songs right they can't name one song from the band they're just like but this t-shirt's cool right and I bought it at Hot Topic or something.
1: Maybe. Gabe is literally holding up his band
2: t-shirt right now.
1: <laughs> Anyways, okay. In any case, I think Zoe wanted to cut it there. And she did. Said and I think she did a great job. I think we should cut it. Right? <laughs> yeah, just yeah, as long as you I... don't say another wrong thing, we should be good to go. <laughs> oh,
2: okay. Okay. <laughs> we'll have to pause <laughs> yeah. this, and then Craig is going to have to salvage our fucking debate after this bad boy. But all right. All right. Um, oh,
0: jeez. All right. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us. Like I said, we'll be finishing this bad boy next week. Um... <laughs> Go ahead and uh, rate us on iTunes, by the way. We're getting a couple five-star reviews in there, and we really appreciate y'all. We got Yo, we Can got we get one. a shout-out to that one person? person?
2: <laughs> and that person's gone already, and we get that, and I respect you for leaving, but... <laughs> 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 but can we at least just We're re- going to
0: call you out single-handedly and just be like, hey, dude, we appreciate you. No, Thank you for that five-star review. But listen
2: to
1: this. I'm just going to read their review just because... Listen, I'm, wait, I I'm so sorry. Wait, wait, wait. I don't think we should. Not okay. because, because, um, like we don't necessarily want to like put this person in a place that they didn't necessarily want to be. Like, I don't, I mean, they, they are public, but to like immortalize them as the first person and to like build a pedestal in their name, which perhaps they deserve. Um, but I, I don't know
2: something about so that is a little weird to me. Oh, it's definitely weird, and that's kind of why I'm leaning into it, which is what's wrong with me. But So we're going to get like, them on the podcast, right? Right, exactly. They're <laughs> going to literally dictate the rest of the podcast to us. They could essentially edit their review to say, I want to see, and we will literally <laughs> bend over because we have no constructive feedback. But I, no, I just think I actually want to bring up the point that they make, which I think is very interesting. And it's that they say we should play Bioshock 2. Okay, I don't have to read the rest of it. Sure, fuck them. I'm sure they're sitting there going, damn it, I wanted it to be read. And like, okay, fine. But we don't know that. But they said we should play Bioshock 2. And all I want to say to everyone here is that that is an interesting concept to me. I'm not saying we have to do it. But it is an interesting concept to me, and here's why. Because that game was shrouded in a narrative when it released and that narrative was it's not as good as bioshock one and it's not worth your time and so much so that zoe who said already on the podcast that this is her favorite series of all time has not played bioshock 2 oof no but listen it's not
0: from the same writer it's not from the same guy who wrote bioshock he he stepped down for bioshock 2
2: yeah, and i think it's not even so. from the same dev team like it might even be entirely different no.
0: Don't believe it is. I'd have to double check that, though.
1: So remember, I, like half an hour ago when we were cutting the podcast. Okay, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, gotta go. All right, all right,
0: and fine, all right, fine. Yeah, sorry, well, I have things to do. <laughs> thank you for <laughs> joining you? us, yeah, everybody. You're just a Everyone, <laughs> take care. <laughs> And we'll see y'all next week. Bye.
2: So, McCoy, are you pro-fascist? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just a clip of
1: James. that just says, fuck yeah. (laughs) Oh, no. No, no, no. Don't do that.
2: Oh, God damn. Fuck yeah. Great choice.